What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the RC Durable Podcast. Man, like it's only been like a week and a half since we put an episode out. So uh, tonight we're going to be joined um, by what a lot of people consider to be the uh, the greatest of all time, running Dirt Oval. Um, you know, that's always going to be debatable, but um, he's a class act. Uh, he's a gentleman who will help anybody out. And when he's on the track, he's hands down the, the odds favorite to win it. And to to get <clears throat> those two things together, you know, such a great guy and such a fierce competitor, it's a rare thing. And, and that's why I just love, enjoy, uh, really love talking with Nathan Dean. So <clears throat> we're going to get him on here, talk a little bit about uh, the RC Chili Bowl, because we were both not there this year. So it should be an interesting perspective. And uh, yeah, it should be a good show. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, guys, so tonight we are joined with the one and only, I'm going to go ahead and give him the title of the GOAT, Nathan Dean. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are things with you guys with COVID? Oh, man, you know, well, I I understand Texas, um, you guys are the Wild West. You don't care. You don't really have much (laughs) restrictions. Uh, The Northeast is not that. Um, So it's been an interesting year. But uh, yeah. it looks like we're maybe starting to crawl out of it. Vaccines getting more available, and I'm 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 hopeful. I'm hopeful the worst is behind yeah. us. How about you guys? Well, in in my line of work, we um, we were lucky that we we did have to be off for six or seven weeks, and that was from about beginning of April till about the first or second week of May, um, and we were then able to go back. Um, so I feel very blessed to be in Texas for that because it sounds like, you know, what I do on the east, uh, northeast and on the west coast, uh, they're still not doing like, I don't know what people, people must be walking around with like really, really long hair or something. <laughs> cause I, don't, I don't think you can even go get your hair cut or something like that. But yeah, uh, here we, yeah we have to wear masks uh, everywhere we go still, but we can work. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they... I mean, they've opened up uh, barber shops and salons around here, but it's super strict. And I think the the um like the ones that have like multiple chairs, like the bigger ones, they're probably hurting worse because they can't have every chair open type deal. But gotcha. yeah, yeah. So um, I actually just looked it up. It was 2018 was the last time we had you on the show. Um, so has it been that long? It, it has. It it was actually. I got thinking about it. Um, just how long I've been doing this show, and it's it's been quite a while. So it's um, it's pretty crazy. So well, it's, it's missing a sidekick though. Like last time I was on, Tim was on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just um, evolution, I guess. Um, you know, Tim's gotten into a lot of off road stuff and some other classes. Runs like mini z's and um those uh tractor trailer things he's he's branched out into a lot he's doing i racing too so he's a busy man well that i racing um 
if I picked like, cause it looks super cool. And, uh, if I picked up iRacing with RCs, there is no doubt I would be divorced. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Yeah. We, uh, on the last show, we were talking about iRacing a lot cause of COVID. And, uh, I said, you know, I've not done it because I know if I started it, I wouldn't leave the house. It just looks way too good. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, so it's interesting this year you did not attend a chili bowl. And so we were chatting and we were like, well, this would be a good perspective because we both sat out this year and sat home and, um, I was glued to live time. Uh, the entire time and every person that I knew I wouldn't drive crazy. I was texting while they were there. Like what's going on? You know, what's this, what's that? And, um, so were you able to watch any of it or follow it? I literally, uh, probably made people at work mad, but I, uh, I didn't burn anybody's hair off, but I definitely (laughs) watched about every minute of the silly bowl starting Tuesday morning. And, uh, First of all, I could not, uh, I was, I was happy for Scotty to see the entries were, were as high as they were. Yeah. Um, uh, what was it? 325 ish or something like no, that? No, it was like 370 or something. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was, I, he did, he never seemed worried. And the few times that I talked to him, he didn't seem worried, but I, I was worried for him. Um, but between him and Travis doing the track, like always, mm-hmm. uh, the track was, that was the one thing that I noticed the most from watching afar was the track and how um, it evolved through the weekend and how it evolved through every time he would work it. Mm-hmm. And then we can maybe get more into it later, but like I really noticed how people were really struggling getting off of two and off of four because there was dust on the bottom. Yep. And then somewhere along the way, uh, Travis decided that he was going to roll it. Yep. And as soon as he started rolling it, which I'm going to guess was probably Thursday. Sounds um, right. I personally thought that the track got way better and you saw a lot less people in the infield. So mm-hmm. that, that was good. To see. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I was talking to some people there before he started rolling, um, the groove, you know, outside of the groove and everything. And, um, they were like the, the groove is about a car and a half wide. And if you get out of it, you're done. And they said, if you don't believe me, just watch max, because if max has to step out, he's looping it and max doesn't loop. And, uh, sure enough, I saw that later and I was like, wow. Okay. And then the next day they started rolling it and, um, yeah, yeah it, it definitely improved it. I agree. It just makes for better racing. You know, the fact that, you know, I know the way the, um, the way they run the program, it's, it's not really how many laps you're doing, you know, it's how you finish, which at a big event like that is, is definitely the right way to do things. But, mm-hmm. you know, there is going to still be lap cars and there's literally nowhere for you to go. Yep. And so, um, you know, as, as intense as it would be to lead that race, um, and not know what the lapper is going to do, it's got to be double as, as awful for the lapper. Cause he's, you know, stressed out cause he's not <laughs> wanting to wreck the leader, you know? Yeah. So, okay. We're going to get really off track, but I'm so glad you brought this up because this is something I've talked with a lot of people about after watching the chili bowl and I want to get your take on it. 
So I know for me, when I go there for Outlaw Sprint, especially because it's an open wheel class, it's generally considered by most to be the the supreme class of them all. If you win Outlaw Sprint, you're the man. But from like, you know, me, a hobbyist, mid-pack guy, I hate running Outlaw Sprint at the Chili Bowl because the pace is so dramatically different. and You'll have a guy, I mean, I, I looked at one point in time and there were cars in the same heat that would be eight tenths different from the leader to the back. So that's what yes. every five or six laps you're lapping that same car. So I said, you know, what about like an invitational race? Like kind of like the Reedy race and off road, but um, you know, to where so like what my mind was thinking was you would have your normal outlaw mod sprint, and then yeah. you would have an invitational class, and you'd have to figure out right. what qualifies to get you in that and whatever. But right. you know, that's kind of like the upper echelon, and then you could even do it to where two cars from the normal sprint could bump into the invitational at like the end of the week. But I personally think it would take stress off the back guys, right? Cause they're not out there going to mess up somebody's run or, you know, whatever. It's a, maybe a little more closer competition. And then I think also yeah. in the invitational class, you know, if I got to like this as a spectator's point of view, if I got to watch you and got and max and Jones and those type of people run, you know, three or four races together over the week. That should be right. some really good racing. And I think in a sense, it would be a little, a little more fair maybe to sure. kind of determine, right? Like what is the starting grid? If nothing else, what do you think? Sure. So, I guess first thought would be, would you still have a master's sprint class? <sighs> I don't know. And I don't, I don't want to step on any master sprint guys. Cause I think next, <laughs> next, next year I'm eligible to run it. And I was like, yeah. ah, if I went, I what might run the, masters, but what is the age on that? 45, class? 45. Yeah. 45. Um, well, I don't know because if, you know, if there's, 60 outlaw sprints and you pull 20 of them out of it you're not really adding to the show um so i don't think it's adding time um and the guys that are running masters have kind of said they don't want to run in the outlaw so yeah let's just for this argument's sake let's say we're keeping it so i love everything about it um the only thing would be if you pulled 30 for your invitational class, which I think would put on a hell of a show, are you spreading the other two classes too thin for a national event? So, like, you know, is it something that you do for the nationals or is it an actual, another race that's put on that's an actual invitation like they do for Reedy or whatever? Mm -hmm. My only my only concern would strictly be... Uh, is that would we spread the other two class, just regular sprint and master sprint, would we be spreading those so thin, <clears throat> excuse me, so thin that um, there wouldn't be much of a class? Right. And I, I think that's, that's what 
comes up to mind first. But second, I would just say the racing would be awesome in the Invitational. Um, but um, it's kind of like probably like how a college football team um, feels like at the end of the season and they feel like they should make it into the tournament and they don't or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how do you determine like your first four or five guys, um, you know, 10 guys, whatever it is, are going to be easy to choose. Right. Yeah. But how are you determining, like, like you said, how do you determine those last three to four to five spots? Yeah. And so again, in my, in, in my theory, what, cause I was kind of thinking like, Oh, this might be something good to try at Motorama. It's not the chili bowl. Um, it's still, you know, by a lot of people's estimation, like probably the second biggest dirt oval race in the country now. So kind of be good there. So let's maybe say if you finished in the top five or even just made the A, at the chili bowl, right? You're eligible or, or something okay. like that. <clears throat> but here's a kickback that I got. And I'd like your take. Somebody said, well, that's good in theory, but you would have to force the people to run it because a lot of guys like you're saying that maybe aren't those top 10, they're going to say, ah, no, I want to just stick in regular outlaw sprint. I don't want to go have to go run with those guys. Well, and I think well, when I was told that, I was like, crap, you're right. I, you know, you may have a good point. I'm about to make my very first hot sports opinion of the <laughs> night, which is, uh, you know, there are some really good guys in Master Sprint that uh, this year that I saw that would really challenge to make an A main of just the open sprint, right? And yeah. they were in Master Sprint. So you may be, like, to me, I would think it would be an honor to go run that race. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're probably right. I think you may have a few guys um, that would be like, you know, no, I'm going to stick, like you said, with regular sprint or master sprint. Right. Um, and then, you know, you move on to the next ones and hopefully it just doesn't get, you know, too thinned out or whatnot. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure you'll remember this, um, the, the gentleman that was, that gave me that kickback was like, well, you know, back in the days of the uh, open wheel in that era, we had expert list and guys would literally sandbag in races to not get moved to the expert list. And I was like, yeah. Cause I see it all the time in mud balls, you know, guys like, yeah, I'm just going to run stock mud balls instead of, you know, running outlaw sprint. Okay. Yeah. I think it would be amazing. I think it would be really, really good racing. Um, but at the same time, the really good guys uh, in any class, really, but since we're talking about sprint, they're going to be able to get around the guy that they're eight-tenths faster a lap. Yep. So I wouldn't do it just because of that reason, you know, but I would do it if you were just wanting to go, I want to see the 30th, the 30 top, drivers in the whole you know united states go at it for one big you know driller or whatever yep. that, that would be that would be cool yep well here was here was one other suggestion i got thrown into the hat and i was like okay i like that idea too so um we do something like the iraq series where you take um 10 15 20 of the top drivers 
and you give them all the same car and have them, you know, so I don't know if you saw, but associated released a street stock. I've heard a rumor that they're also got a sprint in the works like the, the low C car from years ago. So you take the associated sprint ready to run. And that way everybody's on the same playing field. You don't have to worry about, Oh, he's a custom works driver or GFRP driver. Boom. It's same car. They race it for the week and then you sell off the cars and donate it or, you know, something. And, um, that way it's not taken away from the, you know, the regular classes, the regular classes still have their same prestige and everything else, but it's just kind of almost like an exhibition race. <clears throat> and I said, now I think yeah. something like that could really work. I think you could do that with what you have going right now mm-hmm. um, and try that first. Um, I think though that the cars probably have to go back to tech because, um, <laughs> my my there is no like if you're not allowed to turn a collar mm-hmm. like if arnie's one of the 10 there's no way arnie's <laughs> not going to be able to turn a collar that whole week right, right right um it's you know it's just it's in our blood we can't you know i'm, I'm picking on arnie but you know it's uh it's true it's um you would have to put it back to tech because guys would not be able to put it down. Sure. And that would be kind of the cool factor is just you're throwing it down. You probably shouldn't even really be able to turn a collar, but maybe maybe that's the rule where you can turn a collar, but you can't change a spring or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, I would, I would, I would love, love to see something like that. Um, I think, I think anything we can do um, that just makes excitement, right? It's just going to be better. I know inevitably there will be some drama dra- drawn into it, but um, I think it would be fun. I think a lot of guys would look forward to it. So here's here's something because I, you know, eighteen, no, nineteen, I couldn't make it because of our baby, and then I didn't make it this past year. Um, but after 19 and the coverage that Scotty had, and of course, Scotty calling races on live time and being able to yeah. blow it up on my TV and watch it full screen, all of that. I was like, why does, why is every track not doing this? It doesn't have to be to the level that Scotty has it, and, you know, but have a live feed available it's one of the, I think it's one of the best things to promote a track and look, there's nothing against RC scoring pro. I know it does the job and guys have been using it for eons. I get all that, but my gosh, it's not that much money to have live time, right. get a cheap right. webcam. The guys work with you. They'll help you get it set up. Um, did you enjoy like the coverage? Did you think the coverage was good? I thought it was great. I thought it was a good addition. I, I'm sorry, I don't know his name, but he was the younger guy that called about half the races as well. I'm yeah. not sure who that was. He's, I think Scotty uh, said his name was Adam. He posted about okay. it today. Okay. Well, I thought he did a, a great job. Um, the poor guy's probably in his nightmares the last week since Chile, or the last you know few days since Chili Bowl is probably having nightmares of him saying easy. 
easy, <laughs> but yeah, but I don't know if if he comes from the off road world. I don't think they call many races back. So I would think that that was like he probably felt like he was beating himself up against the wall, his head up against the wall a few times because I know they probably called about you know five or six times in a one particular race, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure he took some getting used to but as far as you know scotty and he does an incredible job the thing that you had said just a second ago um how many people um that are just have regular tracks are technology savvy enough to get live time up and going i so I'm probably the wrong person to, to answer this because I'm extremely tech savvy. Right. But my opinion is if you can run an eye charger and you can program an ESC, you can set up live time. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, and, and the other thing is like, seriously, because I've helped my local track a ton with it. And we've really tried to push the envelope of, broadcast and just try to see how far can we can take things as as making it an experience and i know it is literally pick up the phone they have 24 hour tech support and they will call you back and they will like do this do this do this and those the lifetime people i'm telling you are phenomenal they don't endorse the show they don't sponsor this show i'm telling you those people when we did motorama we must have had 30 phone calls with them leading up to it because we were going to be using the chili bowl format um and you know we were we were we were walking into an environment where we had zero time to set up we didn't. We had no margin for errors, man. If we'd have showed up and the loop wouldn't have worked, or scoring wouldn't have worked, or something like that, it would have been ugly. And yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they were always available, and they were. I mean, they they would hold anybody's yeah. hand because they are dealing with a lot of older track owners and everything. Yeah. So I I think it's I think it's available. Um, I just I think part of it and I, this might be a naive statement, um, but I think a lot of the older track owners might not see the merit in it. You know, they might sure. not see the value in it, but I think, <clears throat> I know me personally, before I travel to a track, I like to watch it just yep. to try to get a feel for it of just the, I mean, cause you can pick up so many things, um, sure. you know, and I want to know what I'm getting into before I go. And, so yeah, if if they don't have live video or at least, you know, a replay or something, that's a that's a strike against them for me. But you know sure. how much is it monthly? Uh, you know? I I forget off the top of my head, but I know I'll put it like this. When when my track opened and a lot of the tracks in the area ran scoring pro and I told him, I said, dude, you have to go with live time. And he said, Well, it's you know, it costs money, scoring pro's free. I said, well, how much is it? So we looked it up and I said, man, look, if that's too much for you, you let me know and I'll pay it out of pocket. Cause it was, I mean, I just want to say it was like 10 bucks or 15 bucks a month. It really, oh my God. and the way they do it 
is um, so like if you have to shut down for the winter, they don't charge you. They only charge you when you're actively racing. So like we have a track specifically set up for Motorama and we pay that single month that we run Motorama. The other 11 months of the year, we don't pay. So it's, so it's literally one to two entries a month is what you're saying. I mean, that to, to have the top-notch equipment, yep. um, which is a no-brainer. Uh, that, um, so then it just comes down to, <laughs> I guess, like you said, being set in their ways and, oh, we don't need that, you know, and all, and all that. All that. Yeah. And I agree I, with you. I do think the one thing that is an issue I've heard from some people um, is if you don't have internet available, um, it won't post it till you actually connect your computer to um, the internet, something like that. So I, I can see that being a, a struggle for some. So here, just so we're, we're all on the same page, they have a basic plan that's $9.99 a month. Then they have a standard plan that's twenty nine a month, and then they have a premium plan that's thirty nine a month. The ins and outs so, I don't know, so but four inches a month. Yeah, to to have the top notch equipment. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, like I don't know when I when I so if I got a friend that's racing at a track that has Scoring Pro, trying to follow it is a nightmare. Yeah, it is. If I go, if, if it's at a lifetime track, I can instantly see all the entries, what the lineup is, the results. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. So anyway. Well, and I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not here to downgrade RC Scoring Pro, but that's what we have at Bills. And it, it documents uh, probably half of the races and then all of a sudden, boom. <laughs> It doesn't work. Yeah, and you're like, okay, well, where where did it go? You know. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a big difference there. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how we got so off on promotion for lifetime. Uh, lifetime, if you're listening, yeah. you can send the check anytime. I'll take it. That's uh, right. That's yeah. Right. But no, I. So here's a question: With the guy, I looked it up. His name is Adam, who was calling the races. I thought he did a phenomenal job. I was impressed yeah. that whether he was just really hyper observing Scotty, he seemed to know the people, um, yeah. you know, and that like when you're watching it and, you know, I don't know, Doug got for an example, right. You know, he was talking about Doug, like he knew the history, you know, that Doug had won in the past and things like that. And I'm like, you know, it's hard enough to have the pressure of, the biggest dirt oval race you're calling it you don't want to mess up you're having to watch lap traffic and the leader sure. you know all of that stuff but to even be able Happen to person- times oh yeah yeah and then to personalize it i was really i was really impressed but i was thinking the whole time i was like oh you know scotty's not been calling races he must be saving his voice when we get yeah. to the mains it's probably going to be all Scotty, but they switched it off. And I was, I'm a little torn. I, I'm not taken away from the guy, but I was kind of really hoping to hear Scotty the whole time. Cause he's just him in a chili bowl. It's synonymous with each other. It's sure. iconic. You know, well, the first question would be, was Scotty feeling a hundred percent? I didn't talk to him. Was he, was he feeling under the weather at all? Or 
So I asked people in attendance, I said, have, has Scotty said why they're co-calling? And it was, he never mentioned it. He put in yeah. his post today that he wanted a second person there because of COVID restrictions. He would have to be away from the microphone a lot. Gotcha. And so having this guy here gave him that freedom. Um, yeah. Which makes sense. Um, and again, I mean, like the, that other guy, man, I'm, I'm, there's probably tracks now that want to hire him for their big races. Cause he did such a good job. Um, you know, he had his, uh-oh. well, there, there's nobody in this industry and that, and he did a great job, but there's nobody in what we do that, that can sound like Scotty. I mean, it, you, you need only one second and you go, Oh, there's Scotty. Yep. You know, it's, it's him. And there's nobody in the industry, seriously, that can make a K-Main sound like <laughs> it's the world, you know? 100%. 100%. Yeah. And that's what keeps people coming back. Yep. And that's uh, for sure. Oh, uh, it, it, there is no doubt. The guy we had calling Motorama, um, I had some people come and go, hey, man, he needs to work on this. He needs to work on that. And um, he did. I mean, his... So this guy called big car races, but it never called an RC car race. So he didn't know that he kind of has to be a spotter as well as the caller. Um, so he got there, but like having to like kind of coach him through a lot of this, I, I started to like really appreciate Scotty even more of like, yeah. man, it, Scotty's the man. He, he really is. <sighs> All right. So, um, well, let's see. How do I put this? Right. So I, I said last time I, the last show we had Dustin on and I kind of explained the relationship that I have with Dustin. So, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The GFRP cars straight up dominated. I mean, that, the, and look, I'm not taking anything away from the customer skies and Max and Grand Eddie. They're all phenomenal people, great drivers. But when you compare the post that was on the GFRP page with all the cars and all the trophies to the custom works, it, it was it was pretty substantial. Um, did that surprise you any? Because so yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, it it uh. It was pretty wild. So, you know, first off with Max, you know, we all know that he's he's one of, if not the best, and you know, at, at Oval. And uh, so every time he was on the track, um, I watched his stuff. And for people that don't know, and he might not admit it, but let, if we go back to even 2018 um, or so, the last three Chili Bowls, Max really struggled, unless this was planned, Max really struggled. He, he, when I say struggle, he was still top three. Mm-hmm. But he was really he was really struggling until the track got gripped up mm-hmm. and really abrasive. And if, I don't know if you watch, but in years past, his, uh, his front end didn't look like it was in the track. It was real. It didn't turn real good. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year... Uh, probably the fact that he ran so many times at his local track and they're on rebars. Okay. It definitely was not that way. 
to me, it looked as though it was too aggressive. Um, it looked like it was hard to drive. And I know a lot of that had to do with how, you know, the track was and it didn't widen out till probably like we talked about Thursday or Friday. Right. But, um, so here, here's the thing that custom works does an incredible job. There's a bunch of guys here locally that run it. Um, you know, I ran with them for years in my opinion, because I've driven the cars, the difference in the two cars is simply this when the, there's something with the GFRP and it has to be geometry. It has to be roll center or whatever that when the track grips up, um, it doesn't have that, that hook in it on the, you know, so like you're getting into the corner, the track's starting to get gripped up. You let off the gas, you dump the throttle and it wants to hook on you. Right. Yep. That happens with about 90% of the cars out there. And sometimes that's really, really hard to get out. You know, you're, throwing oil at it, you know, stiffer oil, you're throwing stiffer springs, you might even mount you a front sway bar. The difference is with the GFRP and the way the tracks are right now, as we speak in 2021, which is all fast, hard packed, as fast as you can possibly go. GFRP does not have that hitch um, when you drop the throttle and it just, it's smooth, whether the track is medium grip, and it feels just the same when it's high grip. And I will say that I don't think the CW is there right now. Um, <clears throat> that makes any sense? Um, no, it makes it, it makes a thousand percent sense. And I remember vividly um, the day that Dustin tested what is now the um, what do they call it? The Assault Twenty Twenty, I think whatever the new yeah. car is, when he tested that a couple of years ago, I talked to him like a day later and he said, I'm going to tell you, I had my three O and I had the new car. And when I set that new car down and the way the rear end hooked on that car, it was unbelievable. And so when I was able to get one and bring it to my track, which is it's, um, are you familiar where, uh, with, um, Doug Gott's home track? It's like, yeah, it's, it's super, like a circle, right? Yeah. And it's very loose. Like it's one of yeah. the loosest tracks probably in the U S. So my local yeah. track is the same. I mean, we could, we could almost run calibers on it. It's so loose. Um, and I set that car down and it hooked on that surface and it's been the same on any other surface I've had it on. And yeah, I've tried to like really get into the geometry of it. Cause it is geometry um and uh it's crazy and um i mean i'm not again i'm not taking anything away from max and grant and and travis and lakin i mean all of those guys drove great had good runs i hope they're proud um but man and and um chad jones and an outlaw sprint I was probably more happy for him than he was. Um, yes. You know, he's he's such a humble guy. And, you know, that race wasn't because somebody else wrecked. I mean, he was able to just stick it out, work his way through, and then he just laid it down. And I was, ah! Yeah. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, it was really cool to see. There, it doesn't get much of a better guy than than Chad. That's for sure. He's he's a good good guy and a good racer, and always fast. I I noticed probably I guess it was maybe on Thursday that um, Chad Jones, Doug Gott, and I have to give some love to a local racer, racer Jordan Heffler, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then Max, of course. Um, we're, we're about a tick to a tenth, half a tenth to a tenth better than everybody else. And Chad, out of those four guys that I mentioned, seemed to be able to run, uh, that number more than the other three guys. And so I'm guessing he probably must have had a third place finish or something to, to see himself that far back, right? Yeah, something like that. But I so I knew he had a fast car. Um, I don't know how deep you were watching it, but, um, I, I had, I had thought before that main, sorry, I knew Chad probably had the fastest car and I think he started six, yep. fifth or sixth. And, um, I knew if he was able to get through clean, he had a really good shot, but I also thought, um, Doug got, didn't get in it. I know we'll talk about the other, uh, classes as well. I know we won't just stick on sprint, <laughs> yeah. but I, I knew that. Doug had a really super super stable car, but he didn't make it. And um, and Max is going to be there because he's Max. Yeah. But the other car, the other car that nobody's talking about, or I haven't heard people talk about, is when they packed that track in right before the main event or right before every main. I'm 99.9% sure that Craig Maylene was probably going to be on ghosted rebars and most everybody else was not because that's what he runs on weekly. Okay. And if he was going to be able to stay in the groove, he was my dark horse. He, um, because, because they packed it in, there was no dust. I, I'm, Maybe we can get him to chime in and say yay or nay if he if he admit to it. <laughs> but I would be really, really, really surprised if he if he is the first one to go out on ghosted. He like for guys that don't know this and you're not sure exactly what tire to run if you're confused. Craig Maylene, sorry, Craig, he's the <laughs> first one to go out on ghosted. He really knows when because that's what he runs on weekly. So there to. There at the end, before that main, I was like, when I saw him packing it in, I was like, with the golf cart, I was like, Craig Maylene's got a really good shot at this deal, and and he ran really good as well. Right. Uh, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I was, ha- I was, I'll say this. I was happy that that race specifically couldn't really be contested. Um, no, you know as every year if you make the a there you absolutely earned it you should be holding your head high and proud um and i hope all of those guys are because they they earned it and it was good good racing so let's go ahead yeah well i was just gonna say to start six at the the biggest race of the year um do you know how hard it is even if you have the best car do you know how hard it is to go from six to first in four minutes? I know it's, it's, you know, probably 40, however many laps it is. Everything has to go right, even if you have the best car. Anybody that bumps, like, it can't be in your way because you 
you can't get slowed down from six. You need all that yep. four minutes to, to make it all the way up. Yeah, and I'm, okay, so I'm trying to think, and, and then maybe your head works better. Uh, the year before was the year Justin Draymeyer won it. And I yeah. know that early in that race, you got tangled with somebody. Yes. And I, at that point in time, I said, man, I don't think Nathan can make it up because those 10 cars out there are fast, period, end of sentence. Yeah. And if there's a mistake, yeah. like, it's, it's, I mean, you better hope others have mistakes later if you want to make that ground up. Exactly. That's right. That's exactly right. <sighs> yeah. So, um, Let's go down the list real quick. We had uh, the last race was late model and um, got one that TQ'd and won, which is always an accomplishment. Um, yeah, can, I, can I say that he had the, out of all the cars, um, any class, his late model looked the best out of anybody's. He had that, he had that late model race one before it even started it was <laughs> that car was so stuck yeah um compared to i mean i know there was some other good cars in late model i'm not taking it away i think Braden smith from the midwest i think ended up second in yep. that deal and he did a hell of a job but um first off to be on hoosiers which is <laughs> oh, oh yeah um but i mean doug had it figured out he was stuck it, that car didn't wiggle one time in that main event, not once. Right. Yeah. So him and him and Braden were on the same lap. Um, you know, and I don't, I don't, I know the name Braden, but I don't know him personally. But you know, to finish on the same lap as Doug, especially the way his car was, you know, you're 100 percent right. Um, yeah. Fanning and then and then Max. Uh, Nate Sutherland, Dustin, Brendan Henney. Uh, I really thought Draymeyer was going to have a better run than that. He qualified second. Um, but I think, I think I read in his post race that, uh, he just missed the tires and his tires went away from him. Uh, Draymeyer is always really, really good at putting himself. And he doesn't lose too many races, you right. know, like he's always, his car is always, um, it may not be on the, on the chart, like the fastest car on the chart, mm -hmm. but it's always a really, 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 really good race car. Mm -hmm. And he always seems like he always, for the most part, you can't control every race, but you know, right. for the most part, he seems to always, um, put himself in a position to win the race. He doesn't lose it. How about that? Yeah. Yep. That's that's the perfect way to put it. Um, Galli Anthony Galliendo was ninth, and then Chad finished tenth and pulled the car super early. I actually texted him after he pulled it, and I said, "What you want? You just won sprint, and you're like, heck with it, I'm done." But he said his uh, he missed the tires, and his tires went away, and he didn't want to mess somebody else's day up. So, but I thought that was good. Um, I don't know why they're running late model at the end and not outlaw sprint. Um, probably yeah. for tires since the yeah. two are on Hoosiers and they want to give them a, 
grooved up track. Um, yeah, I don't. Did you notice that on rebars? So they reworked the track right before Masters, and let's say there was like eight heat races of Masters and eight of mod regular mod. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed to me that it got re- if you were in mod and you were about race uh, heat race five, so five, six, seven, or eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were on one run and done tires. It got really <laughs> abrasive this year. I don't know if you talked to anybody or heard about that. So, yeah, I know uh, there was one day, um, and this was before they had started rolling it in, and uh, it's like Tuesday or Wednesday, and the track, it, it did, it gripped up like crazy. I mean, you could start to see the black in the video. I know... Um, Chad Jones said that he was having traction rule issues. Um, he did say that they, the next day, I think they started actually ripping it a little bit deeper and it got better. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely, there was a period where it was super, super gripped and super abrasive. And I was waiting for all of the, um, conspiracy theorists that were sitting home to, try to make their guesses at who paid Scotty to let it black up. But <laughs> never heard that. No, it never got to that point. I even, uh, I told Jen that the first thing she needs, Jen Lathrop, mm-hmm. uh, cause we talked a lot throughout the years or the week, um, her and Randy, we, we were kind of talking back and forth. And, um, I told her the first thing that she needs to go do, um, is go, uh, tell Scotty to put her, in the qualifying race as the last race and say that, you know, you'll show them some boob. <laughs> if you, and I, I'm not saying what happened because I don't know. I was not there, but I will tell you that Jen was in the last qualifier for seating. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So, before we get into Midwest mod, we've we've bounced all around it. What do you what do you think of um, overall tire choice for the event? Um, so I I'm just going to speak from what I think and uh, from the heart. I think um, I think rebars for sprints has been has an amazing run. Um, you can take a rebar and you can go anywhere with it. And so there's part of me with the sprint cars. It's like, you know what, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, in the past, in the past, they've had issues getting rebars. Um, and it seems like AK this year really stepped up and I don't know, I didn't hear of anybody having issues this no. year. Um, but, but I, I do feel like it is time to start talking about a change. Um, you know, like if I was, if Scotty was in front of me and he would say, okay, Nathan, well, what would you run? And I would be like, well, that's a really good question <laughs> because every, everything has its pros and its cons and, and rebars have been really, really, really good for a long time. Right. But I do think it's time to think about, um, and I'm just throwing this out there, but what if, what if, um, uh, non-wing was still on DE Mm-hmm. And if SC mod was still going, what if SC mod was still on DE? Right. But what if to keep all the companies in it, 
So big companies, so AKA, J Concepts, and ProLine. What if you made it to where you could run three tires? Whole shots, if it was ProLine whole shots. Mm -hmm. Um, If it was J Concepts uh, sprinters. Right. And if it was AKA, it would be their... um, Impacts. Thank you. Yep. And have at it, boys. You, you, if you like Max and I, if you and a lot of others, if you have uh, J Concepts is where your heart is at. Um, you've got, you know, you've got your J Concepts. If you want, if you're a privateer and you want to have a little bit of everything, have at it. Right. You know, it's not, it's not open, and uh, so you're not bringing a million tires, but you just open it up, and and I think what that will do is the bar tires really seal the track over um, and make it super-duper fast, which is cool. Right. But if if you don't care too much about how fast you're going around the track, Mm -hmm. there is no better racing than than those those three tires. There's just not. And um, and so that's what I would say. Um, I would almost be like, hey, you know, like I said, besides those two DEs, classes you know why not do that for midwest mod late model sprint and the and the other classes um because you're still getting all your you know scotty's going to still be able to get his money um and um and and make it worth his while and but yet everybody's still able to be involved and that, and that's what i think and and i will follow it up by saying i think it's super cool that back in the day proline came out with hoosiers but the bottom line is they are inconsistent, <laughs> period. Period. Yeah. You know, last year people were, not this year because it was illegal, but last year people were cutting the foams. Yep. And then I saw a couple pictures on the internet. I don't know if they were messing around, but people were stipend. This year people were stipend some of their Hoosiers. And it's just, it, it as cool as the tire could be, it's just inconsistent. You could have four exactly broken in Hoosier M4 compound tires and they're all four going to act differently every time. And, uh, and that's my opinion, you know, it, maybe it's not right, but, but that's what I see. And what I was going to say is, you know, with the pin type tire, that's going to keep the track from sealing over. Like I said, with like, like a bar type tire would. So, every time you go in the corner, it's going to just a little bit, it's going to take a little bit of that track. And as long as you keep the moisture in the track, um, it won't, so it doesn't get dusty. You're always going to be peeling that track up just a little bit and a little bit. And it's never going to get sealed over. Yep. And I think, yep. I think there's something to that. Oh no, there, there is, um, you know, with Motorama, we went with the sprinter as a spec tire and, um, I knew we could have ran a bar tire, but I didn't want a bar tire for that exact reason. Um, and it really took a lot for the track to even think about wanting to take rubber. Um, right. And the other thing that I wanted to have that type of tire for was if somebody did have to get up out of the groove, it wasn't total ice. Correct. And <clears throat> yeah, I, and to answer that, I was told that, because I saw the pictures of the site Hoosiers as well, I was told that that was legal this year, which okay. is such a can of worms that 
<laughs> wow. Oh, let's let's. I didn't know that. Yeah, let's um, let's bring that to a halt. Um, yeah. but yeah, I would agree. Uh, I would. I know, and and the people I've talked to, they'd like to see a tire change. Um, so I mean, it's definitely not a deal breaker. You know, the the one thing I saw, I saw this, and I thought this was really good. Somebody was asking in a Facebook group from New York, um, you know, why they weren't blowing the track off and. Um, this, that, and the other, this was on like Wednesday and Steve Salvis jumped in there and, you know, tried to explain it, you know, what they were trying to do, trying, you know, and everything he said, but the thing that people that aren't there need to understand is that the fast guys that are going out there, they have so many sets of tires. They have a tall set, medium set, a short set, because, you know, once you get a resort, you might be on a green track, you might be at the end. And so you have to go. So like the cost saving factors for that type of race, that's thrown out the window. Right. Right. <sighs> so yeah, hopefully we'll see. Um, anyway, uh, we're getting so old. Midwest mod, um, got TQ'd and won that one. Um, yep. oh, this one actually, let's see. It looks like they finished pretty close. Um, Dustin, Started second, finished second. Eddie Hills, yeah, he was P4, but finished third. Randy Buttercup Lathrop was um, fourth. Uh, I think he had a better, I think he had a better than a fourth place car. I thought he for sure had a top three car and maybe even a top two. I talked to Dustin after the races and I, we were talking back and forth and I know he wasn't super happy with his Midwest, but again, like late model, Doug got was, I feel like kind of the class of the field, but you know, Randy was right there and he, <laughs> there isn't anybody that works harder than Randy. He's, uh, he's about as good as a guy as it gets. And, um, he, he can get wound up at the track, but he, he, uh, he means well and he's passionate. And so, Shout out to him. He worked really, really hard, and and also a shout out to Robert Chapman as well. Oh I think yeah, he ran good. yeah. I'm just I'm sitting here looking at Randy's. Uh, well, let's just look at it like this. So Gott had a ninety seven point five percent consistency. Dustin had a ninety seven point two percent consistency. Eddie was third. His was a ninety three point eight, and then Randy in fourth had an eighty six percent. He had worked. Yep. He had worked his way up the second, um, and then I don't know if it was a wreck there or was what, a, but yeah, there was a car on the. I don't know if it's the back straight or the front straight, the Scotty side. There was a car coming out of, I guess, again two or four, and I'm guessing it looked like from where the driver's stand was. I don't know where Randy was sitting, but it did. It did look like kind of where. Uh, the the marshal could have probably maybe been blinding a few guys because there was a car upside down and a few uh, of them hit it. Yeah, it like they see it. yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so fifth was Brendan Henny. Max was sixth. Robert Chapman. Yep, he was seventh. Darren Ryder eighth. Ninth. Mac Winners and tenth. Um. Dustin Hessel, Hessel. So yeah, Robert. Robert texted me uh, before the main and was like, "Man, 
I really want to win this deal. <laughs> and, you know, I really wanted him to win. Uh, that would have been, I don't know if we've had a crier um, win a race yet, as far as like somebody cry after they've won. Right, right. But it, if we hadn't <clears throat> won the race, it, it would have, there would have been some tears. And uh, he, he told me that he picked the wrong tires. Again, they're on Hoosiers. I don't know exactly what that means, but mm-hmm. he said he picked the wrong ones. Yeah. Yeah. I I'll say this out of all of the tires, the Hoosiers the worse. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's jump to master sprint. Um, I don't know if I'm out heck with it. I'm going to ask you anyway, what do you think about the master sprint class? Should it be there or should they have it all as one class? There is nothing more cooler than going to a national event and running with a hundred entries. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that period. Um, 45 seems young in a way. And I was actually really surprised at how many people that run regular sprint and, and may not win, but are in the a main that signed up for master sprint. And I was like, this is kind of crazy in a way, but, um, you know, it's, that's the, what do they say? Don't hate the player, hate the game. I mean, that's, that's kind of what was, what was happening there. I mean, nobody was breaking the rules, Yeah. but man, it, it is so cool to go to a big, big race and have a ton of entries in one class. No, ab- absolutely. And that's, that's ultimately, you know, what the chili bowl has become. It's become prestige. and you know, to, to be able to say, Hey, you know, I, I was first out of 105 cars or whatever. Um, it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the age needs to be bumped up or something. Cause yeah, there was a bunch of guys in like 18 or 19 that didn't run it. And then I saw last year that did run it. So. Yeah. Well, knowing Frank, he was probably messing with people because uh, I know he didn't even end up going. But I saw Frank Denny's name in Masters <laughs> before, before the race. Was, it was like three years ago that he won the whole damn thing. Yep. And I was like, what in the world? Yeah. Now, knowing him, he was probably just messing with pe- people. He didn't even show up, I don't think, right? I don't think no, he I don't race, think so. But, um, I did see his name in there uh, at, an, at one point. Yeah, that would that would have been awesome. Um, so just for argument's sake, Masters had fifty and Outlaw had sixty five. Do you think that um, any of the Master guys, like if you said we're going to one sprint car class next year, do you how many of those fifty that were in Masters would not run sprint because there was not Masters? Oh man, it would be so small because I think. I think how uh hold on. You got time. Let's find out. Uh eighteen did eighteen have masters? Yeah, eighteen had I, masters. Uh, yeah. seventeen. I don't think seventeen had masters. No, it didn't. So uh your list. Outlaw Sprint. He had ninety three um that year with just a single winged sprint class and so yeah. then you had 115 
okay, uh, 20 cars. Um, yeah. But I don't know if anybody specifically traveled to the Chili Bowl because they had a master's class. They might have, you know, instead they might go and run late model or Midwest mod or something. Yeah. Ah, I don't know. Uh, Plus, I could read about the people that that were are really competitive in sprint that weren't even there at the Chili Bowl this year. True. Very true. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I get it both ways, man. I, I really do. Yeah. The, the big class is heck of an accomplishment. But yeah. um, at the end of the day, for Scotty anyway, it's about selling entries and pe- people having a good time. So, um, yeah, I ain't going to I ain't gonna dog them out too bad. But um, uh, let me get back to 21 now. So Lynn Curl, I won, I know won that one. <laughs> yes, he did. Have you do you know Lynn? No, I don't. And that's why I was like, who is this guy? He is about as good a, a guy as you, the hobby has. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen him upset. Um, were you? I think he actually hurt himself last year, maybe uh, when he was marshalling. And I I don't know if he stayed the, the rest of the Chili Bowl for sure, but. He was marshalling and hurt his knee real bad last year. I do remember that. Oh gosh! Um, but i I don't know how many people in Vegas had him winning the race. But I can tell you this: they <laughs> they definitely were super excited, as and in, in, including myself from from the computer. Yeah, and 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 what you're telling me is the same thing I've heard from everybody. Like it couldn't, you know, a, a better guy couldn't have won it. And, um, I think even Scotty was commenting like how the crowd was cheering, um, you know, so that's, that's awesome. That's the type of stuff I love to hear. Um, so Tony Mitchell was second and he was, um, he was on the same lap. Wow. Okay. So he was on the same lap. Eddie Hill was third. He was on the same lap. Um, that was a good race, but okay. Curiosity's got me. Uh, Lynn had a 44 flat. Let's see what Jones had. Jones had a 41401. Wow. That's pretty close. It is pretty close. Um, you got to go back to fourth, fourth place in Outlaw Sprint had a 44 flat. Chad, Max, and Grant were all on the same lap. Wow. Hmm. That's that's actually closer than I thought it would have been. I, w- I would have thought a couple of laps at least, but yeah, that means that means those old guys were moving. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, they were. <laughs> um, Tim McNutt was fourth. Robert Rennis was fifth. Matt Donald uh, sixth. Monty Hess. That's cool. And seventh. Yep. Uh, Darren Ryder eighth. Mark Bryant. Okay. I was happy to see Mark Bryant. I was, I was, because he qualified second. I was bummed he had such a bad finish. I just, I like Mark. I think he's an awesome dude. And um, I was just glad he made the A anyway. I agree. He He's a super, super cool dude. Probably owns the most uh, sprint cars in the nation. Probably. <laughs> Man, so, so the year before uh, would have been the 20 Chili Bowl. 
I was over there pitting with Dustin and like Mark, Mark was just coming over buying stuff like, <laughs> oh, well, you sell that? Yeah, you will. Okay, cool. I'll buy it. Let me take it. You know, and he's like, but it, it you know, and it was like from everybody's pit that was set up. He was just going around buying cars and uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Shane Wheeler was 10th. He, he pulled early or broke or something. Um, all right. Let's see. Wingless that uh oh that was the cool story jeff green nascar racer yes. won that um yes. how often does he race man it's the first time i've heard of him like at a race i mean i'm sure he's been Boy, racing I'm, but i don't know where I'm pretty sure he was there last i'm pretty sure he was there last year okay um i i don't know what class but i'm pretty sure because He's good friends with the Custom Works guys, and I'm pretty sure he's got a son, and I can't remember his name, but I know they 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 pit over there in the Custom Works pit. I know they've been there; they were there last year. Okay, I know for sure. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was uh, that was a great good story, and um, you know those racers are going to race either way. But um, absolutely, yeah. Uh, Robert Chapman was second. Jeremy Kathleen was third. Monty Hess again. I love seeing him do good. Uh, Mike Fox fifth. Blue Angle sixth. Daytona Wheeler. Um, it's cool because he's uh, late teens, I think. I think it's late teens, maybe early twenties. But um, I love seeing younger people involved, um, especially at a big show. Uh, Oh crap! What class was it that had a twelve-year-old in it? That was was that wingless? I, no, I thought it was. I thought it was Midwest or something. I don't know. Maybe I got it all wrong. But when they announced it that he was twelve, I was like, "What?" Um, yeah, there's so many talented kids all across the country. Ridiculous. Absolutely. I don't even know where he was from. Do Do we know? No. Uh uh-uh. uh, I don't I don't remember his name, unfortunately. Um Will Will Ingle is the is the um gentleman that has the tech light cars. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. And he he works super hard um on getting uh those cars going. Um there for those that don't know, it's a X ray conversion yes. and uh, so it gives you something uh first off doesn't probably craftsmanship it doesn't get much better probably um and then you know it gives you something different besides associated and and a little bit of low c Mm -hmm. um and what and you know what it's actually done locally because he's a local guy it's it's brought some of your off-road guys um and some of your carpet on-road guys um because it's x-ray yeah um which which has been kind of cool no, that is awesome. And I I had said a couple of years ago, I was like, if I ever ran another conversion, it'd probably be X-Ray because their stuff is just insanely well-made. Yes. Uh, um, all right. Oh, because oh, well, I do have the, the uh, non-wing tires. I don't think it gets much better on tires. Aren't they the perfect tire, in my opinion, for that class? No? Uh, they look good. Um, <laughs> No, so so I ran that class uh, the the last year, and the only thing was like they take a ton of work. 
to to, to right. okay. well on you know especially on the wingless you know without the okay. the downforce now once um because it, i mean like this is just the honest truth we went up um uh, it was er, no it was like midweek is like so like wednesday um dustin came up with me he, I made a couple laps. He's like, bring it in. He thrashed on it for a minute, threw it back down, made a couple more laps. And, uh, it wasn't really any better. Bring it. So I brought it in. He just starts grabbing my tires and he's like, when you're done, bring me your, or clean your tires and bring them to me. And then I'm going to give them back. And the next round, like the car was stuck. And I was yep. like, dude, okay. All right. Fair enough. So no, they, they, um, they look cool. And if you know how to get them working, yeah, they work and um, they're cool. So I like them. I, I do. I, I tried to get them to catch on here in the Northeast with the wingless class, but it, it was like pulling teeth. It seemed like they make the car drive a lot easier, but it, but are you saying um, because it needed to be broken in a certain way or it was um, tire dope sensitive? They just have to, they have to go to a level of softness that I'm not used to taking tires to. I gotcha. Like so they, they gotta be PB to death. Basically. Basically. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a cool tire and like, I'm all for Scotty leaving that class on that tire. It's just, it really is the perfect tire for it. Yeah. And that's yeah. just guys just gotta know, like, Whatever you normally take a tire to softness wise, go three or four steps softer, and that's probably where you want to be. <laughs> yes, uh, something super aggressive. Yep. Um. All right. Uh, so Mike Harrison and man, poor Ross May. I like Ross. Ross is an awesome dude. He had no luck. Yeah. Um. He I actually he had a. Oh. He go looked ahead. really good through the week, and I was like, man. Because uh, Ross came out in the Motorama and he was he was on the struggle bus. Um, no disrespect to him, but um, so yeah, he looked really good in a couple of classes, and um, yep. yeah, he qualified second. I don't I don't remember what happened to him, but he ended up uh, tenth in that one. So I was bummed for yeah, him. He, he definitely stuck out uh, in qualifying on that one for sure. He and least when I was watching, he. He had great days, so I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Um. All right. What do we do? Street stock. Okay. So I got my buddy Brad Noon runs street stock. I love Brad. Brad yep. Brad's awesome. Good guy. Um. But I got this. This is way too much information. But I got a a, a listener of the show who lives near Tulsa. And a couple of years ago, he was like, hey, when you come out, man, if you need anything at all, you know, since you're such a distance, like tables, chairs, whatever, just message me and I'll hook you up. So we've we've talked a bunch over the time and he's good friends with this uh, Cody Nye, the guy who won it. And he was messaging me all week. He's like, oh, Cody and Brad, they're like neck and neck. And we're going to have to see who wins. And um so his buddy ended up winning it, and Brad was second. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. And then that Cody, the same guy who won Street Stock, won B Mod. Um, yeah. So that was cool for him. Uh, Gary Langworth was um, third. Kane Wheeler, I think that's the third Wheeler son or second. Uh, Dwayne Gann was fifth. Jordan Heffler sixth. Scott Arrow. Thank you. What's that? 
Jordan Heffler, I think, was TQ. Yeah, he TQ'd it. Yep. Uh, Scott Earhart was fifth. Jake Clements. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He, Scott Earhart was seventh. Jace Clements was eighth. Jason Van Heist was ninth. And Ed Brunel was tenth. Uh, I enjoyed that race. I was watching it because of Brad. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good race. Uh, I think that class is in a great spot on those tires. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good, good class. I want to see what their entries were for that. Yeah, I think, um, they, they're on the right tire, the perfect tire for that class, in my honest opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, some interesting things about some of those guys that people in that race that may not know. Um, Jordan Heffler, who TQ'd, um, he is, runs, uh, him and his brother and his dad run, uh, big cars. And he bought right towards the end of summer this year, he bought a sprint car, a Midwest mod and a street stock. I don't even know what a street stock is for sure, but, um, and he had raced in the past, but it had been a couple of years. Um, so he, he he's only raced probably five or six times since he came back, and he did really, really good. Wow. And then, yeah. And I don't know what happened uh, in the main, but he definitely looked good. And Jace uh, Clements, uh, I think this is his first year racing um, as well. So a lot of, the, I guess, the point, and so Scott Earhart as well. And I think the point being is that we've got some new kids. We've got some new guys. Um, It's not just going to be, hopefully, in the future, it's not just going to be the same old, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. ones running at the front. You know, it's your street stock class that, you know, usually is at least locally for sure that's holding your, um, your newest talent, you know, your young talent. And so it's good to see those guys doing well as well. Yeah, and um, they had uh, they had thirty nine entries in that class. That's awesome. I mean, that's just that's so. Let's while we're doing this, so Street Stocks had thirty nine, Wingless had thirty one, uh, B Mod had twenty six, SC Mod had thirty eight. So there were more Street Stocks than there were SC Mod. Um, yeah, outlaw. We did we did outlaw, and uh, there were forty three Midwest mods, and whoa, holy crap! There were sixty late mods. Yeah, I noticed that. I thought that was a typo. No, um, that's outrageous. We don't even have a damn class here locally <laughs> of late models. Yeah, I know. Wow, that's awesome. That's like almost as many as outlaw sprint. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good for them, though. Um, yeah. Okay, so B mod, SC mod. Uh, let me just we'll just run down this real quick. Uh, so, oh, wrong page. Go back to this. B mod. So again, Cody Nye won that. Um, Jason Van Heis was second. Kane Wheeler third. Ty Langworthy fourth. Jody Metzger fifth. Mike Smith, 6th, Tracy Dixon, 7th, Dan Timber, 8th, Michael Cressley, ninth, and Robert Leninger, 10th. Um, hmm. 28, that's not a lot. No, 
not. Oh, well, this is what I want to do too. Um, okay. B mod, uh, the guy who won it was on his own lap. He ran a 39,405, and his fast lap was a six flat. And SC mod, Justin ran a 41,401 and a 577. That's really, really freaking close. Yep. And I think yeah. I think unfortunately B mod just gotten too fast. What did, what are they what have they changed what like from where they started and where they're at now, what have they changed? Uh, well I think I think part of it is like the SC six one or two, whatever they're on now. That car is just mm-hmm. so good. I mean it's not a slash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. And and the guys have just figured out, you know. I, I think I know a couple of years ago, guys were running way too big of motors. I think they've slowed them down a little bit. They're they're just getting smarter with them. Um, but yeah, that's that's not really like a beginner's class if you're going to walk in and run that fast. No, and like you said, it's getting close close enough to SC mod where. It's like you almost have two of the same class, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, adjustable arms and uh, sponsorship is really the separation at this point. Yep. Uh, Okay. So, SC Mod. Um, Justin Draymeyer, again, always like seeing him win. Um, I still still can't believe that dude was like, yeah. So, this was 2020. He was like, yeah, I was just about done with RC. And he went and won sprint. Then he went to Motorama, won sprint, wins again, you know, SC Mod this yeah. year. Come on, guy. Yeah, he uh he was on fire this year. Um I don't know I think he maybe did he have a baby? Yes, he did have a baby and the last I had heard like the week leading up it was he wasn't gonna go. Um but I think his wife was like, no, you need to go. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he ended up going and, um, uh, I think he, te- I mean, you think he put all three cars in the A main and, um, mm-hmm. won a class. I mean, like, can't ask for anything better than that. Uh, yeah, I think like he's always there always. Yeah. And, and yet, again, I mean, he is just one of those, like, I've never met anybody say anything bad about him. Um, yeah. you know, and he always help you and, um, yeah, good dude. Uh, Alex Fanning was second, Ryan Ralph third, Wesley Call fourth, Chad Jones fifth, uh, Victor Sarita. That's a local uh-huh. you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, does he run an ERC? Yeah. That's who he's running for now. Yep. Yeah. Um, good guy. Um, him and uh, Kevin Linderman, I know they travel together. Um, I think they both run ERC stuff, and um, they their program's definitely gotten better this year for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Schindler, seventh. Michael McGee, eighth. David Berlin, game ninth. And Anthony Galliendo was tenth. He broke, I think. I think that's what happened to him. 
doesn't sound like he had a good mains at all. No, he he qualified great, but his poor mains, yeah. man. Um, yeah. So, um, okay, this is the question that always has to be asked because everybody asks it: Is uh, SC Mod dying? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you've just made a lot of people mad. That's fine. Well, I I like I love all of them. Um, here here's the issue: is that you know, maybe everything makes full, uh, goes full circle, right? But right now, uh, it's not in a good spot. And so what? why is that? Is it because um, it's just one of those things that happens? Or is it because they're, you know, expensive to get into? Um, is it because, you know, what it, what's making it, um, you know, not as popular? So I know this. And, and this is just a fact, the Traxxas-based, um, you know, modifies that they're doing right now, you're getting, like, ridiculous numbers. And and it can the only main difference is because is they're keeping it easy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the SC Mod has gotten, you know, you're putting four-pull motors in it, and you're asking the average guy to be able to hook that up, and that's the absolute worst worst thing you can tell a guy that's not um you know hasn't been doing it a long time is to here take this four pole motor and make it hook up i mean it's 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 not good yeah um i know for me in my area and a lot of the northeast the i had literally after our last race this year um our season like finale race i was like okay i'm done with sc mod um, it just ends up being a crash fest everywhere I go and it's yeah. just not enjoyable. Um, I ended up getting talked into running it on the 30th. Um, I'd even gone so far as I had my car sold to somebody, but it never taken payment or shipped it. And I told him, I said, uh, you're going to have to wait till after the 30th. And they said, oh man, I'm never going to see that car now. But, um, I know for me, that's, that's, that's what I don't like. And I think it's just. Yeah, guys putting these giant four-pole motors in them. Um, it's a big, heavy car, and it gets rough. Um, I think, I don't know. I You know, the argument of, you know, Dustin killed the class with the Prodigy because it's purpose-built. And uh, four cars, at least in the A-Main, were not prodigies or gf6s um yeah so and you know here's the thing this is kind of eye-opening to me when i looked at the lap times and the total time of the the b mod um man there's no reason if somebody wanted to run sc mod they couldn't take an sc61 and go out and at least be in the neighborhood um sure you know, to get started, they don't have to go buy a, a purpose-built car or whatever. But I, I think it's rough, and I think I think it's just cyclical. I mean, it's just coming around, and um, you know, people are waiting for something new. For a lot of guys, they've picked up street stock and mud balls too. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I just don't know what. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the answer just doesn't slap you in the face, really, because 
um, you know, I would say it's not Dustin. I would say it's more um, like because if you the cars are so heavy that if you go back with like a seven zero or seven five or six five, you're going to burn them up. Mm-hmm. You know, and but then you put a four pole in it and it overpowers, and not many people can drive them. And you then you do have to have a Dustin car. You yeah. know, and it's like. Um, I don't think the answer, um, is really slapping, slaps you in the face other than they're obviously salvages and everything back however many years ago. I mean, that class is going like gangbusters. And so they, they have to be doing something right there. You have to look at that and go, okay, you know, they're, if you'd like the class or not, they're definitely doing something right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, there's a. There is a demand for being able to go to most hobby shops, buy something off the shelf, change the body. And it's, you know, there's so many guys I know that run those cars that literally pull it off the track, unplug the battery, throw it in the back of their truck, and they pull it out (laughs) the next time at the track yeah. and can podium with it because those cars are just, Absolutely. you know, they're sloppy. They're, you know, you don't have to like massage every part of it. And, uh, what? So it's a 13, five blinky class. I mean, it's, it's controllable. Like, yeah, there is so much going for that class. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I guess my question ultimately lands on at what point in time does Scotty have to look at, you know, 28 entries, say for B mod and go, yeah, that's not really worth the time it's taking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that number is for Scotty. Um, I guess. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if the writing is on the wall with, um, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Come on, man. No, 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 no. We don't, don't do it. We don't need mud balls at the chili bowl. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It would. I mean, there's merit to it, dude, especially because like, you know, it used to be a Northeast thing, but now I see it like all over uh-huh. the country. Um. Yeah, I just got a note. I just got a note um, that our home track, while Bills and Irving uh, is running that uh, class this year, they're getting rid of SD mods and they're going to to the tracks of style, Salva style class. Okay. So, and here's like anybody that's ever listened to many of these shows knows that my only really I have two hangups with this class, and that's like pro racers that sandbag in it uh, right you know oh uh, the the old masquerade is oh it's it's affordable yeah i i seen your pit gear is enough to you're you're out running 13.5 mud balls with a 7px i mean like right you know and then the other thing is is the salvis only body rule um yeah because he's charging 65 bucks for uh Ooh. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's a monopoly, and, you know, I'm not saying who or when, you know, because the thing has been, oh, well, it makes it fair. There are some people in the Northeast that are building the tech tools to be able to tech a clone body 
just like, you know, we tech mud ball, I mean, uh, SC mod or anything else with the bus stop so that we can finally take away this argument of, well, it has to be a South so we know everybody's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> I hate to say this. I can see it and I can see, cause I know, I know this is important to Scotty cause he's mentioned it three or four times this year. 40% of the entries were people who had never been to the Chili Bowl before. I heard that. That's crazy. I thought it, when I heard that first, I thought that somebody was just giving, you know, just throwing that out there. But right. I had heard that. That's crazy. It is. And, but, you know, hey, from a business standpoint, do you want to crazy. depend on the same, you know, 200 people year after year or you bring in new people? Like, come on, man. So I, yeah. I can, as much as it pains me to say it, I can see it. I, I really can. Um, and I kind of see it as like a transition. I could see him dropping B mod first yeah. and adding it. And then if, you know, entries for SC keep dwindling, you know, I don't know what he would do then. But um, so I thought there was no drama. Um, no. I, I thought it was a good chili bowl. I agree. I think, um, I think, like I said earlier, the entries was, I was, I, again, I was worried for Scotty, um, and it worked out really good. Um, Travis was consistent. Yep. Um, I think it did get a little more abrasive than it had in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to cuss on this thing, but we call it the shit stick. Yeah. Um, and it's what goes in for those that don't know it's, it's what goes in the dirt. Um, and it's like manure and wood and all that. Mm -hmm. I don't think they did that this year. And I don't know. I don't even know if they did it last year, but, um, it does seem like when that is in the track that it doesn't rubber up as fast and doesn't get as abrasive. Right. Um, I thought that it was super, I thought it was, uh, the layout was good. The new layout yes. from the pictures that I saw was good. It even looked like the track was, wider than it normally is so it was looked like maybe a little racier in the turn mm -hmm. um but yeah all in all i think it went really 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 good i didn't hear anybody moan and groan too much uh about wearing a mask or mm -mm. any of that no i i mean everybody who i talked to enjoyed themselves uh, you know, they were they were so appreciative that they were able to do it, that they didn't mind the mask. And, um, yeah, everybody had fun. So here's the question. Did it inspire you to want to race more? Um, I raced a lot, but, I, you know, I did not make the chili bowl for the, you know, as I've made every chili bowl, even when Scott, uh, butts had it, oh, I wow. didn't miss one. No, that's not true. I did. I'm lying. I did miss one. I, when Vivian, my daughter was born, I missed that one. Um, but, uh, I will be back. Okay. All right. But, but I did not really miss. I enjoyed myself sitting on the couch. <laughs> watching it i did and then like uh you know this is not good to be pr for scotty um you know but the fact that i was sitting on the couch when i got home and i got to watch that and i got to turn on flow racing and watch the big chili bowl mm -hmm. um I, 
I enjoyed it, man. But I, but I'll be honest. I, I will be back. My last one that I went to, I, I think I TQ'd my classes and blew out and all the main. So I can't, I can't end it that way. Right. You know, I just, just can't. So um, I, I like competition too much. So I will be back. It'll probably be next year. Um, but with work and everything, it just was, it was way too crazy this year. Yeah, I hear that. Um, all right. So l- last question is kind of unchilly bowl related. Um, you just touched on it a little bit, but you've been doing this so long at such a high level, traveled so much. What do you do so that you like, don't get burnt out and you can still like have that passion to go out and be like ultra competitive? Sure. So the, the competitive part thing, I think you're just kind of born with it. Right. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, it's just something that, you know, a lot of guys where whatever they're doing, you know, if it's sports or, you know, gambling or whatever it is, you know, they, they have to get their fix. Um, and everything that I, I feel like I'm about to say, I have done myself numerous times, you know, like, so it's almost like, you know, things that I wouldn't do. I've already done like three or four times, but I just know not to do them. You know, like when you, when you first get started in racing, um, you, you get the bug and if they race every night, you would race every night Mm -hmm. and you know, you don't have to do that. That's number one. You don't have to, as a matter of fact, I feel like by you, you need to miss it. You need to miss it. Um, you don't need to go three times a week to the track. Um, you know, that, that's the first thing, which I've done many, many a time. Mm-hmm. I think, I think where we really, this is where, this is my pet peeve. And, and if I start rambling, you can bring me back <laughs> okay. in, All but, right. um, this is my number one issue is somewhere along the way we get success and we, and we, when we run good or whatever happens, and sponsors start asking us to run our stuff. I think we, around here, we call it RC clout. That's mm-hmm. for my, my uh, Oklahoma boys there, but we call it RC clout. And something changes in that transition, something changes. So you, you're doing it for fun. You're doing it for fun. You're loving it. You're loving it. Now you win. And now you think that you should win every time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, uh, here's a good example. So then now the sponsors are coming in and I'm going to use like tire dope as a, um, just something to talk about, but those guys, you know, I'm not picking on the guys that have tire dope companies because at $8 a bottle, it adds up. I'm not making fun of them. It's a fantastic business, but we have guys locally that have a 20% sponsorship on tire dope. Mm. And that is, first of all, that's a $2 retail. That's a $2 sponsor. And if you broke it down to what they probably had in it, that's probably a 20 cent sponsorship. Right. And like, for, for what? Like, I almost want to say like, you know, in a way, like know your worth. I'm not saying don't pick up a tire dope as your sponsor, but if, if those guys want you know your worth, like, you know, okay, I'll run your stuff, but you're going to, you know, send me a bottle and, and I'm going to give you, you know, my input. I'm going to run it. I'm going to be, 
you know, trustworthy. I'm going to give you, you know, what I think needs to change or what I think is amazing. And so somewhere along the way, that becomes what the RC racer strides for. And I just feel like it needs to go back to why you started in the first place, which is to have fun. And that, and that's, I could keep talking forever on this. No, look, 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 you're, 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 you're preaching to the choir here. Um, you know, a couple of years ago I had companies approach me. I I mean, I've said all this, you know, countless times, but I had companies approaching me and I was like, Oh, sure. You send me stuff. Cool. Send me stuff. And, um, you know, but what started happening was, is I was starting to like, cause I'd have people like, uh, I don't want to give too many details cause it makes it too clear, but, I'd have people message me and like, Oh, what should I buy? And I'd be like, Oh, well, this is what I'm using. And I really like it. It's really good. And I was honest. I like, I really believed in it. And it's like, Oh, okay, cool. I'm buying three of them. And I'm like, crap, that company just made that much. Wow. Okay. You know? And then, then like a couple of days later, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm buying two of those and I'm starting to look and I'm like, I'm looking at all, I could count the direct sales that had been made. And I started looking at like, wow, okay, this is how much the company has made because it was a, um, they were buying it direct from the manufacturer, so there was no dealer pricing involved. And I'm like, crap, that company's made a ton of money, but I'm only getting dealer pricing. Like, right. I'm no dealer, I'm no different than a person with a storehouse. Like, what? what is, you know, and then, um, you know, then I had, like, other companies that were like, oh, yeah, here's your discount, but that discount's off of full MSRP. It's not street price. Right. And I'm like, well, what the crap is this? And then, you know, you go to the track and it's like, oh, well, he's got sponsors, this, that, and the other. And it's like all of this. I, and it just got to the point. I was like, I just want to have fun. Like, that's why I got into this. I got into it with my kids. And it's like, it's not fun anymore. And, um, you know, now, like the companies I'm associated with, like we've had honest and like talks. And I'm like, you're not going to see a thousand race reports from me. You're not going to see me pushing the stuff all the time. and if you're cool with that, great. If you're not, great. Like, right. and so I get it. It drives me crazy. There's nothing worse than the the people that just post and post and post about their product. And I'm like, man. Like, do you even believe in it as much as you're trying to like tell people you're believing in it? Cause I saw your car at the track with a different brand of tires on it the other day. Like, <sighs> yeah. So you get, you'll get me fired. We don't need to talk about that subject together. Cause we'll both get fired. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And I agree. It sucks a lot. Now look, here's the other thing. Here's the flip side to all that. There are a group of people that are in this hobby that that is their enjoyment getting the sponsorships and promoting them. And if that's how they've had fun, cool. The only thing I ask is don't contaminate the people around you and make them think they have to have it as well. Yeah. Cause you know, custom works is a fantastic company, right? Dustin and GFRP. It's a great company, right? ESR, ESR, <laughs> ERC. Um, you know, uh, there's a F5 that's in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. You know, all these, uh, and I'm missing a bunch. Oh, yeah. But Tech light, plan but, B. I mean, you know, yeah. all, all good people. They're all great guys. 
Um, and you can win with all of their cars, yep. you know, and that's what's so cool about it. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we, we have this conversation a lot with my friends, like, you know, we're at a place in time with the exception of the game, cha- game changer arm. I don't even think there's going to be anything now left that's going to just like come out and revolutionize it. They're, you know, if we're talking sprint cars, late models, stuff like that, any one of them is capable of going out and winning. Find one you like and that you can get support for and have fun. Yeah. I noticed a lot of brass in the pits. I did notice that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Which there's definitely something to that for sure. Um, But uh, I, I noticed a lot of that. You know, uh, J Concepts really completely stepped up the game in open tire uh, about a, two years ago with the Ellipse rear tires. Yep. Uh, they also make a front tire as well. Um, literally, same car. Uh, I may even talk about this in 2018, but same car, um, same setup. All I did was put, this is probably 2018 through 2019 put ellipse on my car and was immediately two to three tenths faster. Mm. I mean, it was ridiculous. Right. Uh, a lap, a lap faster. I mean, it, it, and so open tire wise, they have completely changed the game for open tires. No, oh, yeah. sure. no doubt. No doubt. It's, um, it's a good time to be in the hobby. Um, oh, wow. This, you know, but last rant thing, man is, you know, um, all these guys, oh, it's so expensive now, man. One of my groups, people have been posting tons of old car actions and tower hobby catalogs from the nineties. And it's the same price today as it was back then. It's literally not increased any. Um, no, no. But did, don't you think that back then you, with the fact that you had nickel metal batteries, just to start there, you, we could only run them one time a night. Yeah. So you had five batteries. You had, you're turning the comm of your motor. You had that. If you're running stock, you had to have, you know, the pink light speed motor or whatever it was, yeah. you know, and it, 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 it's gotten way better. Oh, a hundred percent. One of the, yeah. one of the ads yeah. I saw was, was four round cell packs and there were round cell packs that were like 80 to a hundred bucks. And that, yep. and that was in the nineties. I mean, that would be, yep. what, 200 today probably, and you got one run that night with it? Yeah. Dude, so much better now. So much better. So much more affordable. It's just we, we, we kill ourselves. We think that we have to have the, you know, the latest radio and the latest charger and whatever, doodad. Um, all right, so here's the last thing. And then, like, I've had you on here way too long. Now you got things to do. I had told myself because I've, I've had a mission on this show to get Chad Jones on here and he refuses. Yeah. He's way too humble. So I said, I'm going to start a new segment at the end of every show and I'm going to ask whoever's on. And I don't care if they don't even know Chad. I'm going to ask them, what do I have to do to get Chad Jones on this show? Now I'm going to stop you before you answer that because I don't have to ask it. I already have the answer. Because at the 2020 Chili Bowl, I was joking with Chad, and I said, Chad, if you win the Chili Bowl Outlaw Sprint, will you come on the podcast? 
And he told me, yes, he would in front of witnesses. So now that Chad Jones, I'm just saying this so publicly, he has to own this. <laughs> he has to come on the show. He said he would in front of witnesses. He needs to make it a reality. Now then, Nathan Dean, as somebody who would maybe listen, would you not find it interesting to hear from Chad Jones about his race? Yes. He needs to come on because otherwise he's an Indian giver. And <laughs> so that's first and foremost. Second of all, he's been doing it for quite some time as well. And you, you would get a whole, he runs rubber tires. He runs foam tires. He runs it all. You would get, he seems like a guy that you would definitely want. If you ask him the question, just let him go. He'll probably, you know, take off, but it sounds like he might be a little bit nervous, but Chad, you, sir said that you would come on the show which you cannot go back on that. So I expect to hear that next week or when at when. Yes. When, we, when you do. That would, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what has to happen. He's just, man, he's, he, every time he's like, ah, oh, man, nobody wants to hear from me. And I'm like, you're crazy. Um, people do. Uh, they, they enjoy it. And, you know, the thing is, is there's a hundred different ways to make a car fast and win a race. And, you know, that's the one thing I've learned. I, I pick up things from Dustin. I pick up things from, you know, Chad or, or Justin Draymeyer. Like, they all have their own little things, and everybody's got something they can bring to the table. Chad just has, happens to have a lot of them, and, um, you know, we want to hear from him. So, it's on now. Um, I agree. All right, Nathan. Man, it was a pleasure. Uh, I actually just, like, this episode, I really enjoyed. Um, you 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 expounded on a lot of things. You had a lot of great insight, and I think people are really going to love this episode. Um, so I just want to thank you for spending the what, two hours and six minutes or whatever it is uh, <laughs> with me tonight. And um, man, I hope I get to see you again sometime soon in person. Um, it's always good, man. But I I know you got a family and everything, so I'm going to let you go. Uh, but before we go, you got anybody you need to thank? Sure. Well, first off, thank you. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was going to be tough watching from, you know, from the TV or from the, the living room this year. But it was nice to uh, get on and talk with you about it. Um, I do want to brag on a few people. Um, Mark Fulton of Power Products. Yep. Um, if you don't know, um, I, he is. First off, he's a great guy, and he loves oval. Yep. And that, at this point of my hobby, is everything to me. So he, first off, he loves it. I'm just going to put it out there. There is no 10-5, for you 10-5 guys, mod as well. But, <laughs> you know, mod, mod's a little bit different because, you know, you've got this 7-0, and if it doesn't have enough power, if it's something else, you go to a 6-5 or a 6-0 or whatever. But I'm just going to tell you, and I'm going with R1 and all the all the, the brands. There is nothing stronger than his uh, 10.5 uh, motor right now. It is ridiculous, mm. um, and that that is the new five version. Um, and I think it comes with the 12.5 rotor. Uh, you can put all kinds of bells and whistles on it, but uh, but he is 
truly a great guy. Yep. Loves seeing, seeing Oval do really, really well. He's super passionate about it. I don't know what he did 100% when he retired, but I know for a fact that he was probably fine. He didn't have to do this. Right. Um, so that that's number one. Um, something new this year uh, for me was J-Concepts. Um, I love everything they're doing. Um, their, their rubber is ridiculous. Um, uh, there's, there's plenty of colors to choose from. Uh, and, um, it does not, if you're going up open tire, it does not get any better than the ellipse tire. Um, avid, uh, bearings. Um, he doesn't do a ton of oval stuff, but they have really, really, really good bearings. Um, I, I'm still with Fataba. I've been with them for a really, really long time. Um, it's, it has to be, if it's not the best, uh, in my opinion, it is the best radio, but, um, you know, it's right up there. Um, they do a fantastic job with their stuff. Right. Um, and then, uh, Wild Bills, uh, my local track that has been my local track since I was like six years old and I'm 38 now, uh, it's still going strong. Uh, Ronnie Chapman does a really good job. Um, we, we probably averaged somewhere around 75 racers a week, uh, this summer. It was wow. fantastic. Um, we also have a track, uh, in Garland, it's called NDRC. It's a uh, high bite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's indoor, um, it's real high bite. Um, and it's a fun place if you're looking for something to do. Um, but yeah, I would love to have, I know you're super busy, but bills is where it's at in the summer. I know that the Midwest has got <clears throat> some crazy, crazy talent right now. And a lot of them weren't even at the chili bowl. Right. But I, I put my wild bills guys up against any, any of those guys. And, and I know they're talented, so I'm not taking anything away from those guys, but, but I put my wild bills guys, uh, uh, I would take them on. I would take them with me anywhere and know that we would be, do really, really good. Well, I mean, they, they got a race with you. So, I mean, they, they can't be slack, you know, or they, that's right. That's that right. I would go home. And uh, so, oh, you! I saw that you are the, and what is your title? You're the 10.5 representative? <laughs> I think. Exactly. And I, don't, and I don't even run 10.5. So there you go. <laughs> no, I like that. I like, I, um, I like that they're doing that class representative, like spokesperson thing. And, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, it builds. I was nominated the 10.5, uh, yeah, that's true. We are going just 10-5 racing this year okay. um, at Bills. Uh, Mod always starts off strong. There's usually 15 to 20 entries, but the last three months, the last two years, uh, of um, the last three months of the last two years, um, there's been four or five entries in Mod, mm. and there's been ever bit of 15 to 20 in 10-5, so... You know, it's only a year. If it doesn't work, then we'll do something different. But I think going 10-5 just straight across the board is what we need to do. And then for, there's about four or five big races okay. this year, and we'll, and we'll do mod then. There you go. I dig it. All right. Well, Nathan, um, I appreciate it, man. And I uh, look forward to the next time we can have you on, man. I hope you have a good night. Yes, sir. Have a good one. All right, bud. See you. Well, guys, I had no clue that was going to be a, a two-hour episode, but, I mean, so much insightful stuff. Um, and, and Nathan's just an awesome dude. 
I could talk all night with that guy. Um, but I have to get to bed. So, guys, thank you as always for listening. Uh, like, share, follow, comment, all that good stuff uh, on Facebook. Um, send me a message to say what's up. Uh, thanks to all the people that have like really stuck with us even when we weren't cranking out episodes. Uh, you guys rock. And until next time, that's a wrap.